Hello, and welcome to Fritterview. I'm Sam Farrell. I'm Jacob Adams. It's good to be back with you, Jacob, after several months' absence. Yeah, what is it? Sort of like a it's sort of like a reunion episode. It's uh, it is that. That's actually exactly what it is. Um, a reunion episode because we haven't, yeah, done this in a while, and I can explain, but uh, <laughs> you know, do it. Do I have to? It's <laughs> if if you wait several months to do an episode, um. Well, no, if you wait several years to do an episode, then it's a reunion episode, and everyone has been anticipating it, and it's it's a time to celebrate. If you wait several months to do an episode, you're just super late. Yeah, um, about that. Yeah, I, my entire life has like, um, been extremely busy for so long now, and it's really hard to find <laughs> time to do anything and everything. Um, and so it's not that this podcast hasn't been on my list of things that I really want to do, but it has been on my list of things that if I'm too tired and we can't find that time, we just can't do it. Yeah. There's also a five hour time difference between us. Yeah. So that doesn't exactly smooth things out. No, it definitely doesn't. It makes things kind of difficult. Um, because I am, it's almost 11 o'clock here now. And so it's one of those things where I just, yeah, time is, time is hard here. Cause you know, just trying to get everything on track with a different schedule and like, it's I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of strange. Like once you live it's a lot, yeah. Once you live in a in a, an environment where time is so much further ahead for us than it is for folks back home in the states, it's kind of kind of strange, I guess, to figure out. Time was invented there, though. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, and then it worked its <laughs> way, and then it's worked its way over since. You know, people people say that. Yeah, people say stuff people, like that a lot. People do around say here, that, honestly. Well, uh, what's it? You've been in Ireland for about a month now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been a little over so what's, a month. What's that been like? What what sort of things did you expect going in that haven't been how you expected? Well, I don't know. I, I guess uh, I didn't know really what to expect long term. I'd only ever been here for a short amount of time, and uh, kind of getting used to everything being, I guess, more long term is kind of weird uh yeah because you always think about things on a short-term basis so like i moved here but i'm still like not really settled at home so we have i have a place to have a house to live in but like i'm still getting used to my home and then being busy all the time makes it hard to you know come home and cook or like just do regular stuff um yeah so like just getting used to living in a new place is kind of challenging i guess um I don't know. I guess I maybe I expected the culture to feel a whole lot different than the the culture in the states, but the culture here in Ireland is is pretty similar in a lot of ways. But then yeah. the ways that it's different sneak up on you a lot. Um, hmm. So you kind of end up feeling kind of weird about things. Is there an example that comes off your head for that? Uh I don't know. Uh, I think one of the best things maybe is just like the use of different different words or phrases that mean the same things yeah. that are not not meaning the same things um which you know i don't know yeah i read today that in ireland they say fair play 
Yeah. In response to just anything. Yeah. Really. Uh, well, one of my roommates is from Northern Ireland. His name is also Sam, by the way. Um, and he, he says fair enough all the time. Uh, okay. It's just like anything and everything is just a response. Oh, fair enough. And so you think he's got something he's thinking or wants to say to you. Um, that's just, you know, like maybe in opposition to what you just said, but he's actually just responding by saying fair enough. Um, huh. It's yeah. Little stuff like that. Yeah. It's just little thing. It's little things that kind of maybe even wear you down after a little while things you have to be aware yeah. of like in a totally new culture there's so many things um you know like the the culture itself is really disposed to humor um which is great hmm. but then it's disposed to humor in a way that makes it so that they don't ever talk about anything serious um unless that's frustrating yeah yeah so that can be kind of challenging it's not like i constantly encounter that but it is a reality to be aware of yeah, I imagine that when you're in a culture, and this may not be correct, but I imagine that when you're in a culture um, and you see those slight differences, it sort of feels novel at first. Yeah. Like, it feels like a novelty. And then, as with any novelty, it goes on to the point that it starts to be, it can be sort of grating. Yeah. Because you just want things to be normal. Yeah. The hope is that the novelty wears off and it just becomes the normal. Yeah, that just takes a lot of time. It's like, with anything, like here... And it's not so different in the States, but it's different enough where if people like you, then they make fun of you constantly um, Mm -hmm. and poke fun at you. And I'm like, I do that all the time, so I would not expect anything less. But I guess being here Mm -hmm. maybe makes it a little more difficult um, because you're like, yeah, I appreciate it. But also, like, sometimes it still kind of sucks, I guess. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Please stop. (laughs) Say something. Say something nice to me, please. Please don't be mean anymore. Um, and then on the flip side, if nobody says anything to you, then you know you've done really poorly um, or done something really poorly, and that's uh, challenging. Ooh. But, yeah, because uh, there are times where being friends with you, uh, there are times where I'm just like, please, please don't be mean to me. Yeah, which <laughs> to my fault, like that's that's one of my flaws. You know. Well... It's it also uh, makes people trust a lot faster. I think sometimes, because if you if you say something rude to someone right off the bat, it can't really go more downhill. Oh yeah. So the only way to go is up. So they kind of trust well, that yeah. like they've already seen the the rough. Yeah. The part of you where you make fun of them. Yeah. Well. And so today, like today, for instance, I was helping out with this this women's conference that the church I worked with was was helping to put on with this thing called the Dublin Gospel Partnership, which is super cool. And it's like a bunch Mm. of churches that affirm the Gospel Coalition Statement of Faith and so on and so forth. And Mm. uh, there's this this woman who had this name. She has an Irish name. Um, And uh, I asked her how to say her name. And Mm -hmm. um, it's it's spelled A-O-I-F-E. So A O I F E, and uh, the name in Irish is uh, Efa. Ah, um, that's not what I would have expected. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's A O I F E. It's Efa, and I'm like, oh wow, that's really interesting. I've never like I'm so I'm new, so new to the country. I've only been here a little over a month, so I've never even I've not even met anybody with that name yet. 
And then the girl next to her, this woman next to her, says, well, if you don't get this one, you're going to have a really hard time with all the rest of them. And uh, she didn't say it, like, nicely. She said it, like, mean. She was just being mean, almost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? What? what did I do? Did I, did I deserve this? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, I didn't know what to say. So I asked, and instead of responding graciously, you kind of like clap back at me and I'm like, I don't deserve this. Um, no, it was just kind of always be kind. It was kind of a weird kind to others. It was kind of a weird situation. Cause I'm like, listen, I don't know you. And I'm not sure why you think I have to be talked down to. Cause I asked for help. Um, you know, it was one of those things where you're like, okay, but that's just like, Maybe a cultural difference. Maybe that woman was just having a bad day. I don't know, but stuff like that. That's know. also, yeah. Things like everyone's always, everyone's always dealing with something. Yeah, everybody's always dealing with something, which is good to remember. That that said, be kind. That said, you know, be kind. Consider others. It's, it's hard, but also, you know, what we're called to do. So, and life's too short not to be kind. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, Somebody said that once, and you can put that on a yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, I can't remember who. But hey, uh, you know it's that time. Yeah, it's that time. It's not just it's not just 2017, but it's also October. It's not just 2017. So, so let's hear it. It's what's going on with the year of Halloween. The year of Halloween is reaching its its precipice here. We've we've we're we're coming up to it very slowly but surely. Approaching the Halloween singularity. Yeah, the 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 yeah, the Halloween singularity, uh, for which there is no snappy name. Um. Yeah, so we we're fast approaching, what could be termed as the spookiest time of year. Yeah, for real. Definitely. I've seen ghosts. I'm I'm I'm, I'm shaken. I'm shaking. I, I've seen ghosts. I've seen ghouls. I've seen goblins. I've seen it all. Saw a vampire, McDonald's. Really? Yeah. That's pretty rare. Yeah. Well, yeah, you right exactly because not even real meat. How could it be red? <laughs> um, um, but I did. I saw one. Yeah, I think the craziest thing about seeing Dracula's is um, that uh, Dublin is the home of Bram Stoker. So really, yeah, Ram Stoker, originally from yeah, lived in Dublin, and so, uh, you know, when you th- he himself a vampire. When you think about Bram Stoker, uh, what you think of is the vampires, the, the, Dra- yeah. the Draculas, you know, Wallachia yeah, and all that. It's, it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal that. But I think the spookiest that he had that condition. Yeah, and he had to live with that, and he wrote a book about. He wrote a biography, and everybody. Yeah. It was a really hard yeah, time for him, yeah. and everyone just kind of laughed it off. And they were like, that's a good story. Hashtag justice for Brom. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Yeah, can I get a... Over here. Yeah, exactly. Poor guy. Um, which is why I've been advocating for vampire rights all year. Um, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, it's, about, it's about being kind. <laughs> yeah, I like to say uh, that we're the devil's advocates. Um uh, because uh, you know, some people say that uh, vampires are the devil. That's my justice. That's my justice group. The devil's advocates. The devil's advocates. We we uh, we sponsor uh, all sorts of monster rights. Yeah. 
uh, just generally trying to get more representation for all kinds of monsters. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get it out there. You know, we don't want anybody to miss out. Um, we don't want anybody to uh, to lose the opportunity uh, for equal representation, and we think that includes or, uh, Dracula's and Werewolf and uh, we're, we're, we're Werewolf. Wolf. Yeah, Werewolf. I think we're also a TLC show. Yeah, and Monster. Just more, more Monster. Is about our job. Yeah. The Devil's Advocates are legal representatives for monsters. Yeah. They're going around the country to do the the right thing for all sorts of belabored fiends and ghouls. Fiends and ghouls. This week, they're in an undisclosed location in Canada <laughs> to help a man who says he's afflicted with. Uh, what's werewolf thing? I don't know. Uh, the the one with the full moon, you know. Uh, the oh shoot. Um, I think uh, what you're looking for here is the. I think you're just kind of like pitching rescue mediums. Like, but lichenism, lycanthropy, lycanthropy. Yeah, like that's lycanthropy. it. Boom. Anyways, they're not trying to cure him though. He's fine the way he is. They're just trying to resist. Rep- He's fine the way he is. They're just trying to represent him legally. Um. Anyway, so back to the year of Halloween update. Uh, yeah, for real. I live near this uh, Catholic church. Um, oh, scary! So every morning I go, every morning I walk by. Uh, they have a uh, holy water out uh, for mass. Oh. So I will. I, I'm not Catholic, um, obviously, but maybe not obviously. Anyway, um, I'm not Catholic though. So I I walk up there and I just kind of get a little. I have a little squirt bottle and I just kind of put some holy water in it just in case. Yeah, amen. Um, I got to carry just it with me because you cannot be too safe. It's on the streets at night. You never know who you run into. Um, yeah, be kind to vampires, but also pack heat because you don't know. Well, you're you're not really packing heat, but it's it's more of the sense that like, you know, having a couple of crucifixes on hand is not a bad idea. Oh, always useful. Yeah, I mean, comes in handy. Again, it, you're not you're not ready. you're not hating vampires. You're just being aware of the threat. <laughs> yeah, you're just being careful. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of people will unjustly draw a connection between this and like, say like the race issue going on right now but it's not that same thing at all because what you have here is a very clear push to equally represent monsters but then also being aware that while we love them and appreciate them there is a very real threat that if they are not properly eating they could attack anyone yeah because here's the difference between say any of the differences that divide other humans and monsters. Yeah. Monsters have to consume flesh yeah. to, to stay alive. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Unlike, yeah. say, the Irish. It's, yeah, unlike the Irish who do not consume flesh to stay alive, they consume alcohol to stay alive. Guinness. It's just, yeah. Which isn't bad, but anyway. No, not just. No, it's not bad. It's just, just, you know, it's just reality. It's something to be aware of. Um, or Americans who consume hamburgers. Raw beef. Yeah, just tons of raw beef. <laughs> Lots that is the way Americans lots. handle survival. Stricken with gout the entire yeah. continent, really. Yeah, exactly. It's horrifying. Anyway, so, you know... Just like the year of Halloween. Yeah, just like the year of Halloween, stricken with gout. Um, <laughs> and horrifying. Horrifying. That's uh, the one I was, so, I was really thinking Yeah, the year of Halloween's coming along quite quite nicely. I would, I would just have a few small little, like, I guess, words of warning, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Uh, when yeah. you're preparing for this upcoming singularity, 
this October 31st that will be unlike any other. Uh, I wanted you to hear a few things. I, I tweeted a few of these things, um, just so they're available online if anybody needs just an easy guide. Uh, but uh, there are a few small things here I'd like to throw out to anybody's way here. Uh, one of them is uh, not all witches are evil, uh, so just chill mm. out, you know? Yeah, just chill out. Just chill out. They're not all that bad. Um, another is think about your neighbors before throwing a big Halloween party with loud music. Hmm. You know, just be aware. Like, there are people they are trying to sleep, doing the thing, you know? Not everybody wants to throw a big, loud Halloween party with loud music. Some people just want to sleep, you know? Uh, so mm. I'd, I'd urge uh, us, anyone and everyone, to uh, just uh, just chill out about that, too. But also be aware that, like, you know, they have neighbors who live their lives. Um, here's another one that I think is very helpful uh, for now, uh, for this, for this, especially in October. For the whole year of Halloween, it's been helpful, but this especially now in October is uh, when you when you walk outside uh, make sure to look for bats see there's just in general yeah look for like watch out well no not not watch out but just look for bats uh, that's only the first part the second part here is uh, there should be more than you're used to and that's okay it's hmm. okay for there to be more bats than you're used to Okay. And then so uh, just just a final one, um, at least for this first installment of the uh, the singularity report, for lack of a better term. Uh, every child in the world is prepared to be scared a lot. Uh, so okay. So make sure that you take any and every opportunity to absolutely terrorize children, um, because missing this opportunity this time of year it's it's the one time and also it's the most it's the most frightening time of the year and i don't think we should miss that it's really scary i'm scared too you know what was most scary two years ago yeah i went i went trick-or-treating during the singularity wait it wasn't the singularity then it was just normal halloween how old were you that's part of the story okay so i was i was 18 years old yeah and I went trick or treating. Yeah. And the scariest thing about that Halloween was how many people, how many adults gave me dirty looks. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so if you're over like eighteen and you look it, don't maybe maybe don't go trick or treating this Singularity Day. Maybe just, maybe just don't do that. Um. Because one thing I've noticed is that adults like scaring kids. But they can't stand scaring other adults. Yeah, that's a good one for the list. Well, I'm glad I could add to the list. I also noticed that on your Twitter, sorry, this isn't relevant, but you you say say it louder for the people in the back yeah. a lot. Yeah. What's that's going on there? That's kind of my thing right now. There was a time I could tell. there was a time when all I would respond to people with Twitter. Or the only thing I would say on Twitter in response was, um, "Oh, what was it? Uh, oh no, um, it just disappeared from my brain." You good? Oh, it was a uh, big if true. Um, so um, big if true was what I was saying for a while. So it's like pepperoni pizza making a comeback at Pizza Hut or something, and I'm like, "Big if true." And so right now my yeah. thing is uh, say it you louder for the people. That, yeah. yeah, right now my thing is saying it loud for the That's, people in the back. 
That's fun because it's important that the people in the back hear. Yeah, yeah. Everybody needs to and hear. And people in the back represent like monsters and ghouls yeah. and other ostracized. Yeah. Ostracized segments of society. Ostracized ostriches. The ostriches in the back need to hear. The monsters need to hear. There's nobody that needs to be left out, you know? It doesn't make any sense. They need to get their heads out of the sand and listen. Specifically the... That was an ostrich yeah. joke, everybody. Yeah, specifically the ostriches for that one. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Here's a here's a good question for you. I'll do my best to answer. Heck yeah. When is it the most inappropriate to play devil's advocate? When is it the most inappropriate to play devil's advocate? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say, um, oh gosh, a thousand things are popping into my head right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, Salvation Army. <laughs> when when they're bringing their, I don't know if they do it here. I assume that they do. But when they have the bell ringers and their red smocks out, and they're just ringing the bell, and uh, they're like, you know, donate, you know, for uh, for clothing for the poor. Just give some money, please. Give us some money for uh, these, hey. these charities, which the Salvation Army is a wonderful thing. But wonderful, wonderful. what are they really standing up for? And and you're saying we should... <laughs> I'm just saying that's just the worst possible time I could think of to play devil's advocate. Ding, 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 ding. Please give us some money. It goes towards a good cause. No, no, no. Now, hold on, Santa. No, 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 no. Hold no. on, Santa. That's the thing. It's just ding, 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 ding. They get the bell. They're going. They're going. Everybody's walking into the store or whatever. Walking into a, a Tesco uh, or a Kroger or wherever you are in the world. Um, and uh, Tesco. Or a bodega. If you're walking into a bodega somewhere, <laughs> um, which bodegas are really important. Um, <laughs> um, you're walking into a bodega, say, somebody's ringing the bell, and you walk, and they're like, you know... They don't really say much, but they just have the sign that says "Donate to Salvation Army," and so you just kind of walk mm-hmm. up and you, you get up on a box or something, and you're like, "Everybody, everybody, look over here!" And everyone stops and looks at you, and you're like, "Salvation Army is not that great, and they they really don't do great <laughs> things with the money." Uh, let me just play devil's advocate here for a minute and tell you why you shouldn't donate to the Salvation Army, and um, <laughs> just just absolutely derail like. I don't know. Nobody would like you after that. Um, the bells stop ringing. The the Santa starts swinging the be- <laughs> at you. That's pretty good. The bells stop ringing and the Santas start swinging. Pay per view. Uh, <laughs> yeah, WWE. Demand. WWE Christmas Slam. Um, Watch these protesters get beaten up by Santa's helpers. <laughs> Uh, sh- yeah, that's a pretty good answer. That's pretty good. What about you? You got anything? Um, what is that? What What is the worst? What's What's the most inappropriate time to play devil's advocate, Sam? Yeah, I would have said like a like a fundraising dinner, like a fundraising dinner, like a black tie yeah. event. Yeah, like I'm in a tux <laughs> and I've paid six hundred dollars to be here, and then the person I sit down next to like the head of the campaign, uh-huh. and they and they um. They fought for this issue for years. Yeah. Um, and here I am, one of the top donors at six hundred dollars. <laughs> and I and they say, Oh, it's so great that you came. Uh, thank you for donating to our cause and supporting the supporting the movement. It's such an important issue. And I say, Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, 
you know, I'm glad to give the money, but I think the fact that I gave the money means I have leeway to, to offer some criticism. Oh my and I just want to say, is this, I don't know if this is an important issue. <laughs> I don't know if it is. It was like, no, you get up and they're up, your, your friend or whoever it is. Say you're just at a, say you just like come in the back, like you didn't even pay to be here. You just walk in. Um, I'm crashing a fundraising <laughs> dinner. I'm the classiest human alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's somebody up on stage, and um, or maybe even you just somehow like you weasel your way onto the you're on stage the, to the bill for the <laughs> evening, and you walk up there, and it's like donating to help orphans in China, or wherever donating to help orphans. Just let's just say orphans in general, because I don't want to you know like say something weird. I guess yeah, but it's like. Uh, donating thank you you know thanks for coming out to donating you know to donate for orphans and then we're here to support the orphans tonight you know we're thankful for everybody to be here and love your contributions and then you know, like we're going to bring up a very special member of the cause Sam Farrell tonight Sam's going to tell us all about it and uh, Sam come on up here <laughs> so you mosey up to the stage and what do you say here's some backstory to really to really sell it for the last six years I've spoken in favor of orphans just to get on this stage <laughs> I've played the long game, and I get up on I get up on this stage and I look around. And I see all the people's faces in the crowd. They're in bow ties. They're expectant, fat and happy. That's what they are. <laughs> and I say, "Here's the thing. We have to ask ourselves some questions." Everybody's slowly nodding, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Do these orphans really need this much money? They can work. They have hands and strong hearts. Here's the thing: we're doing them a discredit. These orphans are these are powerful young orphans. <laughs> powerful orphans who who have much agency. Um, they rise up. It's time the orphans rose up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm declaring an orphan revolution. Declare orphans. Have too much dignity for you to shower them with your rich people money. <laughs> you think? And then I say, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Just playing devil's advocate. I just want to make sure both sides get represented. Okay. <laughs> There's this is a pretty, pretty one-sided fundraising dinner so far. <laughs> be, I've heard a lot in favor. I just guy. want to hear some stuff from the other side. <laughs> some guy in the back stands up. He has a point. <laughs> What exactly is he proposing? Yeah, exactly. Hey, let's see what this guy has to say. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, want this fundraising dinner to be fair. I just uh, I, I feel wanna, like I want everybody both sides to get their say. Yeah, no, that's um <laughs> I imagine uh that is the worst possible time or one of the worst possible times to play devil's advocate, the most inappropriate moments. <laughs> it's like, and we've raised over $2 million for for uh, for, for these orphans. Uh, what do you think about hey. that? Everyone's cheering, and then one guy stands up on his chair, and he says, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. This is a mistake. We need to hear both sides. Let's hear from let's hear from uh, the bad people. Let's hear from let's hear from the anti orphans. Let's hear from the let's hear from the anti orphans. It's like a bunch of old people. I don't know, and they're like, we hate orphans. <laughs> it's a bunch of pre pre conversion Scrooge, Scrooge. Uh, uh, I don't know what his last name is right now. And they, no, Scrooge is his last name. Oh, Scrooge Ebenezer. Scrooge yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge. 
Just a bunch of Eb- pre-conversion Ebenezer Scrooge just stand up and be like, we hate orphans. Orphans are lame. Yeah, or Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. What have orphans ever done for me? <laughs> <laughs> or children. I think he says children, but the but the but the thing still stands. Anyway, yeah, no, that's horrible. I love that. <laughs> that's the worst time. Uh, <laughs> Probably one of the worst times. Oh man! Actually, one time I played. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. <laughs> Go ahead. Right before, right before going to school, of course. Um, I went to a to the library where they had the weekly uh, uh, anime watch party. Oh no, Sam! <laughs> That's not a very good time to play devil's advocate either. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> no, because uh, my my response to the anime that was on the screen was fairly lukewarm of course and the others in the room didn't take too kindly to that of course not understandably because i had come to their watch party (laughs) to watch anime with them sort of mean for me to go this anime is ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) that'll do it so that's another that's another time kids don't don't play devil's advocate uh this is not as good this isn't nearly as good as castle (laughs) <laughs> no, something. but it's, it's it's when you walk in and it's like a, we should watch Castle instead. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of that's what I was saying. They were watching Free. Oh man, um, I love Free, man. I love watching those guys swim. It's so much fun. And I was making a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, don't do uh, that. That's and mean. S- and saying we should watch something cooler. Something cool. I think I said we we should watch some Lone Ranger. Watch some Castle, starring <laughs> starring everybody's <laughs> favorite guy. Uh, Castle TV's to quit to, to crib a joke from De- Bojack Horseman David Boreanaz, who is <laughs> David Boreanaz. Everything is David Boreanaz. So anyway, let's watch. Uh, let's watch uh, the the day after tomorrow, starring David Boreanaz Den- with, with with Dennis Quaid. Let's watch the Dennis Quaid movie. Stop. We're here to watch anime. Please stop. <laughs> I want to see Just Dennis Quaid. Let us enjoy Quaid. our thing in peace. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. This is a private room in a library, and it's an organized event where we watch anime. Please stop talking about Dennis Quaid. Please. <laughs> you, go, you, walk over to the, you walk over to a table. You sit down next to a guy. He's like, man, this is pretty cool, but uh, you know who's better? Dennis Quaid's cooler than this. <laughs> and you start banging on the table, chanting, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. And then one other guy joins in, and suddenly it's a revolution. <laughs> it's a revolution. And then you splinter the anime group into the anime group and the Dennis, Dennis Quaid <laughs> and anime group. Dennis Quaid fanatics. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, oh, gosh. Um, man, Sam, uh, you've got something for for us today. Um from Buzz Kenya. Is mm, that true? Everybody's Buzz favorite Kenya. website. Our our good friend Buzz Kenya. My man, Buzz Kenya. My man, Buzz Kenya. Yeah. Sam. What? Yeah, we... <laughs> before recording, we almost always look through Buzz Kenya. Yeah. Which is where we've gotten some of our best questions from. Just because it's, it's really something. Um, <clears throat> and I found... Uh, <laughs> I found a list... So, so there have been six actors 
six main actors who have who have portrayed the secret agent James Bond in film. Yeah. Buzz Kenya published a list that was the five smartest James Bond actors. <laughs> Leaving very, very noticeably leaving one off. Yeah. Um, George, and it was George Lazenby. <clears throat> who's a very intelligent man. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. I just don't know where Buzz Kenyon is. I don't know if they've got a quota to fill. Yeah. Or something. Uh, because their reasons for why the, the Bonds were so smart were things like, he's smart because he doesn't want to kill people but he realizes he has to but that's just the character that's not the actor yeah yeah yep I would agree I guess that's I just don't understand I I don't know I maybe this doesn't have as much steam as we thought it did but to be completely honest who makes a list and leaves off like the one guy uh, <clears throat> I would think the list of Google's furiously. Yeah, the list of Google's furiously. Yeah. No, 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 no. I would say that uh, the uh, the list of the two hundred and sixty five best popes is is definitely a contender. What is that? Every pope? No, that's there's two hundred sixty six popes in all. Okay. But this list is only two hundred sixty five of them. Uh, what the heck, list? Well, that's a tantamount. Yeah. Um, this I think this may be one of those things that calls back to an older, you know, episode of Friend Review, where we remember that mm-hmm. time we joked about pr- pranking the pope. <laughs> yeah, he's the bottom of the list. That pope is dumb. Yeah. Because we pranked him. We pranked him, stupid pope. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb pope. You dumb pope. You don't know anything about. I just, just, just to reiterate from earlier in the episode, we're not Catholic. Not Catholic. We just, you know, the pope's dumb. No, he's probably a nice no. guy. He's probably not dumb. He knows a few things. I'm not saying he's susceptible to pranks. Susceptible to pranks. Not dumb. Absolutely. We made a list. <laughs> he's and left he's off. guileless. That's all. We, <laughs> the guileless pope, saint, innocent as a innocent as a dove, but not. Not savvy as a serpent. Yeah, definitely not. Let me... Well, I got a quick question for you. Um, just one. Yeah, Just please. one question. Do you think Dulé Hill would be a good James Bond? Absolutely. Just to remind everybody, Dulé Hill played Burton Guster on Psych. Yeah, he did. He also was Sam in the movie Holes. And he was also uh, Charlie in the West Wing. Ah, Charlie in the West Wing. I believe that's off West Wing. I believe that's right. I'm gonna double check right now before I get an email from Jonathan. I think Dulé Hill would be an amazing James Bond, because here's the thing about Dulé Hill, he's lovable. Yeah. And charm has already been done. James Bond's already done charm. We've seen it a billion times. Yeah. We've seen it 27 times. 25 times. Who wants to see charm again? Not me. Not me. I want to see Dulé Hill. I want to see Dooley Hill, and I want to see him do his, his signature line. I can fix that. I can fix that. The M says, and M's a guy now, M says, 007, we've got a problem in South Africa. Weapons dealers are shipping vast degrees of weapons, laser rifles <laughs> on pirate ships. Yeah. We need you to get down there. And then Dooley Hill says, I can fix that. <clears throat> yeah, but it like does the zoom. And then he does. Face. 
And then he does, but he does it sort of bumbling. Like, he shows up and, like, the guy's shooting him and he does his face where he's like, oh, no, I'm being shot at. His, oh, no, I'm being shot at face. <laughs> um, and he, like, ducks down and he's, like, sort of freaking out. But he wins, like, on accident almost. I think there's. I think it's time for a another. It's not a James Bond parody because he is playing James Bond. Yeah, and what's important here is that, it's a, ja- that. it's a James Bond branded film. Yeah, absolutely. MG, MGM, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, Albert R. Broccoli, approved. Yeah. Film. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's the thing. It's gonna be the real deal. But I think no. I feel like we asked this question and it was almost pointless because we knew the answer already. Yeah, we knew the answer. Now here's here's the question. Idris Elba could be his dad. Yeah, I would love for Idris Elba to just also be James Bond. Yeah, what if they're both James Bond? James Bonds. James James Bond's sir and junior. James Bonds, and then it's like got an S, you know? Yeah, and, then, and that's the title of the film. But it's about how they're friends. Like aliens. Yeah, it's like... It's about how they're friends, how and they're also friends. son and dad, maybe. Or maybe just both James Bond. Yeah. Maybe like an American James Bond and a British James Bond. Oh, so one of them is James Bond. Idris Elba is actually James Bond. He's the British agent James Bond. Yeah. Dulé Hill is a guy named James Bond. Yeah, and there's like a mix-up. And there's a mix-up. Well, I think what happens is they just like do the thing where they just like bump into each other and drop something. And then they just pick up the wrong piece of paper or something. Yeah. Um. So it's like a fun thing because it's like, ooh, Idris Elba has like... It's like a oh you know what it's like, it's like uh the prince and the pauper. Dulé Hill has to pretend to be James Bond, and James Bond has to use the resources of Dulé Hill to to well, finish his mission. Well, that would be pretty simple considering Dulé Hill is a famous actor. Right, so not Dulé Hill maybe, in real maybe, life as uh, we know him. Maybe the James but this, the James Bond's plot. This James Bond character, this Dulé Hill James Bond character is he's a he's a, like a an unpaid intern. I mean, I know the man's like forty years old, but he's, def- he's, like he's a, definitely older than that. His car's been impounded. Maybe he is. He lives in an apartment. I think uh, what we do instead is go with the James Bonds thing, and they're just like it's like a buddy cop movie, where okay. one's American and the other's British, and one is James Bond and the other's just named James Bond. Yeah, but they like work together for like a special case. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's a lot of fun. Anthony Anderson's in it. Dude, Anthony Anderson is the guy. He's the tech guy. He's in it. He's Q. He's Q. <laughs> Man, I want it, For sure. I want an all yeah, I want an alternative casting, like a full alternative casting remake of James Bond. So whereas James Bond only has white people in it. Yeah. This movie has no white people. <laughs> Which I think would be fine because it would be. Which, yeah, that's it's a, fine. It's a good. It's a good movie either way. Like. Yeah. James. The important thing is that it's there's a good movie made. Yeah, and and Idris Elba is the perfect James Bond. Absolutely. And Dulé Hill is um, the perfect. Obama. Oh, perfect James Obama's Bond. Obama's in it. J- Barack Obama. Yeah. Barack Obama shows up at the end, and he's also James Bond. Yeah, and then, he's in and it. And then at the end, it's like everybody pulls off masks, and they're all James Bonds. Yeah. 
And it's called now here's it's a, called Bonded Bonded by Destiny. Ooh. Uh <laughs> uh I I Googled Anthony Anderson and apparently people also ask, where is Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> Why isn't he like right star- now? why isn't why isn't Anthony Hopkins my favorite actor starring as the dad in Blackish, the hit C V sitcom? Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Not Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins okay. starring Sir Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. uh, we'll have Anthony Anderson play all the roles that Anthony Hopkins has played. Um, yeah, that's and good. And then uh vice versa it's like a it's like a edward norton film no not edward norton edward norton not him <laughs> no not him <laughs> uh gosh you know you know oh who, did, whose name am i getting you forget wrong? that anthony anderson was in uh transformers I've never seen Transformers, so I wouldn't know. I meant Eddie Murphy. It's like an Eddie Murphy film. An Eddie Murphy film. Like, yeah, he plays all the characters. It's like Norbit. Norbit. But it's Anthony Anderson. It's Anthony Anderson. And it's a James Bond film. And it's a James Bond film. I don't know how we got here. Common Sense Media says Daddy Daycare is a two-star. Okay, I listen, so. I don't want to talk about that because that's going to get me all kinds of messed up. Because Daddy Daycare is my favorite movie. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it's a horrible, a horrible rating. Um, I'm not happy about that at all. Gosh. Well, all right. Sam, well, I think this is as good a place as any to end it because at this point we're just going to wander. I think so too. Wander around on the internet for a while, and it's not going to be a good podcast. Um, yeah. So no, I don't think so either. Hopefully, we'll have another episode up before too long. Um, that's my goal. Uh, it's just been so busy, like I said. And uh, also, the Texas script is going undergoing its final revision. Um, so yeah, so that's actually still happening, and we haven't just forgotten about it or pretended like it's not happening anymore. Um, it's just yeah. going to be a major project when it finally comes around. So something to be aware of. Um, if you have any questions you want us to ask each other, or uh, any um, movies or TV shows you want us to take a look at. Uh, send us an email to welcome to the medium at gmail.com and we'll get back with you as soon as you send that email because again would love to get an email um what just one email would be fantastic. just one email would be fantastic um and uh yeah thanks so much for listening um sam uh thanks again for joining me i really enjoyed tonight and uh enjoyed Absolutely. getting back together to do this um yeah it's good to be back so uh, let me just leave you guys with uh, let me just leave you guys with a question here. Um, uh, when is it most inappropriate to play devil's advocate? Uh, I feel like that's a good enough question to leave on, honestly, because uh, <laughs> dwell on it. You know? Dwell on it. Really then, dwell on and it. And then tell us or not what you think uh, would be when you are when you're shadowing a counseling session. Yeah, and you. Oh my goodness, that's horrible. <laughs> No, 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 but think about, but think about the benefits of this. <laughs> so, so let's examine this on the other side. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Sam, uh, everybody, thanks so much, and uh, until next time. Absolutely. Uh, this is for interview. This, is, this has been for interview. Yeah. Uh, goodbye.
What are you about?